Um, I have uh, COVID, um, and so I'm going to kind of hang back a little bit here for the next hour. Um, it's uh, it's weird. It's uh, I've had COVID before. I had it before the vaccine came out. And uh, now I just have it again. But I think this is a lot different than it was last time. This is just like a really bad head cold um, and um, just beating me up, but not in the way the first COVID that I had beat me up. Yeah, that hit that you was, really hard, right? Yeah, that hit me really hard. I mean, I was, I was not, I didn't have my energy back for a couple of weeks. Um, you know, there's no way on the last COVID I could have done a show. No way. Mm. No way. 45 seconds. Um, so, anyway, I appreciate your prayers. Uh, it is, um, it is, it is appreciated. Now, if anybody can get me some ivermectin, that would be. <laughs> uh, actually, I don't think that works for this new Omicron, does it? I don't. I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen much yeah. on that. Um, but uh, you know, there is all sorts of stuff. Like I know one of the monoclonal antibodies. There's three different types of them, and two of them don't seem to yeah. work against Omicron. One of them does, right. but it's the one in the least supply. So it's been right. it's, it's it's been a fun couple of years. I'll say that. Yeah, I tried to get that uh, monoclonal am- a- um, antibody. Uh, treatment yesterday. Couldn't find it. that on 9-11, within a week, we knew who all the hijackers were. We knew their connections. We knew where everything was coming from. Within a week, now we have the worst attack on the Capitol in all of American history a year ago today. And we still don't have any idea what's gone on. We have not found the ringleaders, I think because there weren't any ringleaders. they're, they're still talking about, we're going to prosecute everyone to the fullest extent, even if they were just at the Capitol walking around. Nobody's been charged with insurrection or sedition. So what's really going on here? And how is it that a year later, we still don't know? And why is it that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats are not releasing the tapes and any kind of record leading up to January 6th. We're going to talk to a guy who's demanding that answer from Nancy Pelosi and others, and he's in Congress himself from Illinois. Congressman Rodney Davis joins us in 60 seconds. All right, let me tell you about LifeLock. Stu, have you... uh, 
have you ever had LifeLock notify you on, on anything? Do you have LifeLock? Yeah, I've had it a couple times. Yeah. Um, well, and, and I think anyone at this point uh, who's go- who has any any credit cards or any, does anything online has had this experience where you find out I had a, one guy who who bought one single Papa John's pizza in Arizona on my credit card, which was an interesting thing. And then I did have someone... Which is a weird thing. I mean, if you're going to steal someone's credit card, you go to get one pizza at Papa John's? I mean, at least load up on Papa John's. Well, it's, it's weird because they say, I've talked to LifeLock about this, they say they make a small, sometimes they'll make a small yeah. purchase first to see if it's good, and then they'll go right out and buy something huge. Yeah. But this guy didn't. He was just hungry, apparently. <laughs> well, either that or I, you know, we caught it in time. You know, I mean, this is what LifeLock does. I did have, uh, uh, I got caught uh, one time a guy who, who bought tickets to a concert and spent like a night out on the town on me and uh but you know you you catch it you re- you're able to reverse it and you need to be warned of these things as they happen and that's what lifelock does so well and it's not only because nobody can watch all transactions and monitor all uh, all transactions everywhere but um they also look on the dark web to see if your information is out anywhere and Mm. if it is they'll alert you and they'll help clean it all up that's where the rubber meets the road in my opinion it's lifelock call them at 1-800-LIFELOCK 1-800-LIFELOCK if you use the promo code back you're going to save 25 percent promo code back lifelock.com so we have rodney davis on with us he's a congressman from uh, illinois he has just written uh a strongly worded letter, which I've always loved when it comes to the uh, United Nations. But I don't know if he's going to get any answers on this. I hope he does. Uh, he's written a letter to Nancy Pelosi, and he's here to tell us the answers he's demanding, along with other Republicans. Congressman, how are you, sir? I'm doing great, Glenn. Thanks for having me on. You bet. You bet. Okay, so what are the things you're asking for in this in this letter from Nancy Pelosi? Well, number one, Glenn, you know, Republicans condemned the violence that took place a year ago. Uh, that was unanimous. But here we are yep. today, still left wondering, what did the sergeant at arms of the House, the lead, the lead law enforcement official appointed directly by the Speaker, what did he do? in preparation leading up to January 6th. There has been conflicting testimony, and all I've ever asked for as the lead Republican on the respective oversight committee is just to get the communications. We want to know what preparations were made. And the only person standing in the way of us getting the communications from her own appointee who controls the House security operations is Speaker Pelosi. Okay, so you're not asking for anything special. You you sit on the oversight committee. You are the yep. uh, lead opposition, so you, of course, are going to ask for these things. You've just asked for uh, the the emails and the transmissions back and forth on preparations for January 6th. Now, I've talked to Donald Trump. He said that he offered uh, the National Guard to uh, Washington. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what he said. But he said he was turned down. Nancy Pelosi, did did they turn help down? Well, that's what we don't know. And, and it's ironic, Glenn, that you've got U- U.S. citizens who no longer work for government volunteering to turn over thousands of communications, text, emails, letters, etc., to the January 6th Select Committee. But Speaker Pelosi 
will not even turn over the communications of her own appointee who's in charge of security on the House side of the Capitol. And he's a government employee. He was the current government employee that she appoints. will also not turn that information over to us. The question is, what is she hiding? And we could get a lot of answers based on conflicting testimony in front of the Senate investigation almost, you know, just under a year ago. And we ought to be able to get the answers because the American people deserve to know why the security posture was so bad. And and frankly, Glenn, I don't think it's any better today if we were to go through another event like we did. I don't think so either. Um, I mean, unless you're unless you're coming in disguised as COVID, um, Congressman. L- let me ask you: um, Are you going to be able to get any of these answers? I mean, it seems that bad people do bad things all over the country now, and nobody's ever held accountable. Um, do you? Is there any teeth that can be engaged to get the speaker to comply? Well, unfortunately, the House is a very majority-driven institution. And remember, the Capitol Police Chief cannot make a single security decision without going to Speaker Pelosi's appointed sergeant-at-arms. That's her own political appointee. You know when I'm going to get this information? It's when I'm the chairman of the House Administration Committee, when Republicans take over Congress in November of 2022. And I have laid out that I am serious. I want all of these communications at that time. And if they are destroyed or they no longer exist when I get there, I will hold as chairman of the House Admin Committee anyone who's responsible for that criminally accountable. And you will be able to do that? Absolutely, I will. And I dare them to try and to try and not preserve those communications. And I dare them to test me on that. So, Congressman... Explain what the end game here is. I mean, I just can't figure out unless they really truly believe they're going to have power till the end of time. This is all going to come out at some point. What, what is the end game here that you, you think they're playing? I, I, I wish I could get into their minds and find out what their end games are. But all they do is play political games. And, and this is where the speaker likes to deflect that she has no she has no. Uh, jurisdiction over the capital security. We all know that's BS. Her own legislative counsel, general counsel, is the one that's telling the sergeant at arms that he cannot turn this information over to us. After conflicting testimony in the Senate between then sergeant at arms Paul Irving and then police chief Steve Sun, who are no longer in their jobs, the current sergeant at arms will not turn this over. Their end game is to delay and deflect. And then when we do take the majority, my goal is to make sure that we get the answers we need, because my job as the leader Republican on this House Admin Committee and and as the future chairman of that committee is to make sure the security posture of the Capitol never fails again. Congressman, I was um, I talked to the president last night, did an interview with him, uh, and I I gave him a list of all of the agencies that need to be cleared out from top to bottom. And it's going to take enormous courage to clean this nest of vipers out. Um, and uh, and it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take partners to do it as well. The, the um, people that have power, all that anyone wants, I think both Republican and Democrat, all that people want 
is that if you actually did something that you pay a price like i have no problem with people who broke into the capitol did damage or whatever i have no problem charging them and having them go to jail for a few months not political but because they broke other laws the same needs to go for the people in congress do you believe the republicans have the spine and the cleanliness if you will to be able to take this up against them you know i can't speak for anybody else in congress except for myself when and i can tell you that i will do everything within the power of my committee as the chair of the house admin committee to hold them criminally accountable especially if they they do not abide by our preservation request so yes i do believe the republicans as a whole can hold the democrats accountable but i can only do what my job is and my job on this particular committee is to make sure that the capital is safe and also when we take over i'll make sure the capital's open again so that people and student groups can come back and see what the capital and the entire complex is all about one last question i don't know if you have the answer to this or looked into it we can't seem to get any information it's it's like gitmo we can't seem to get any real information from anybody about how many people um, are still being held that haven't been either charged or tried. We, we don't know the conditions that these people are, are living in who were arrested last year. Is there, is there any way to get that information? Well, when, yes, when, when we take over the House and we have Chairman Jim Jordan of the, of the Judiciary Committee, of Chairman Jamie Comer of the Oversight Committee and me on House Administration. You know what we're going to do? We're going to ask for those officials responsible for what we've seen, even the judicial branch say, hang on a second, something's not right here at the D.C. prison facility. We're going to have to have them come in and testify. The Democrats don't want to hear from them. And and remember, the only office that has been declared off limits for this January 6th Select Committee is Nancy Pelosi's office. When you look at um, uh, the Capitol Police, it is run by Nancy Pelosi. It is a, it's, it's the tool, if you will, or the police force for the House Majority Leader. I cannot think of a, a reason why our founders did it that way maybe maybe they just trusted that you know people would always be on the up and up but do you have any idea what's going on with the capitol police and their new approach to being an intelligence arm of uh, our government well the intelligence division of the capitol police is one of the main divisions that failed uh, leading up to january 6th evidence clearly shows that they were given direct intelligence from the norfolk fbi office that said an imminent attack on the Capitol may be forthcoming. The police chief of the Capitol Police at the time didn't even have that intelligence. I spoke with him the day after and multiple days after. And this is a problem that has yet to be fixed, in my opinion. But here's the kicker: That Capitol Police chief can't make security decisions on his own. It's got to go through the political appointee, the sergeant at arms. One uh, um, one last question: Should the uh, Capitol Police be something that could be FOIAed 
because we can't even we can't even have a Freedom of Information Act uh, that they respond to because they fall into a different category that is controlled by the Speaker of the House. I don't think that's good for the Republicans or the Democrats or independents to ever have that. Should this police force be able to be foiled? Well, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Glenn, because long before January 6th, when I took over the lead Republican on the House Administration Committee, I introduced a bill to reform the processes that the Capitol Police follow, make them more transparent, make them more accountable. And I did not get that bill even in one committee hearing or be able to have one markup of it, be able to debate the need to wow. open up and make the Capitol Police more transparent. And I'll do that as the chairman. Uh, Representative uh, Congressman Rodney Davis from Illinois. Um, Rodney, when you become uh, the uh, the chairman, you call me and I will do everything I can to rally the troops to make sure you can change this with the Capitol Police. I think with them being a secretive operation, it is a very, very dangerous thing to the Republic. So thank you so much for your hard work. Well, thank you, Glenn. Take care. You bet. Bye-bye. Rodney Davis, congressman from Illinois. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. American Financing is a great way for you to be able to uh, save a buttload of money. $200 a month in savings would be a real blessing. How about 1000 if you have high interest credit cards and um, a mortgage that is anywhere over three, you could save hundreds, if not a thousand dollars every single month. And I warn you, those high interest credit cards, they are going to become even more high interest as the Fed moves the interest rate up, which they've said they're going to do three times this year. They're going to move it. Um, it is critical that you get your financial house in order. I want you to go to AmericanFinancing.net. That's AmericanFinancing.net or call 800-906-2440. AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. So I'm about out of steam. I'm going to let you kind of take the reins here a bit, and I'll sit back uh, a little bit. But uh, we want to talk about Donald Trump, the interview that happened last night. I thought it was an exceptional interview and i'm not saying that because i did it i think it was (laughs) exceptional because donald trump his answers were hopeful and clear yeah i think we're going to play some of the audio here of that in just a few minutes and kind of go through you know what he was going going on uh going on about because your focus there was very much on the future and what what is coming uh next there's an article in rolling stone today uh the title was uh, rolling stone from uh, wind power killing all your birds to fake California gas prices, Trump talks everything but January 6th in the Glenn Beck interview, mm. which is fascinating. Yeah. Of course, you said mm. multiple times on the air that you were not asking him about that because you didn't want to rehash the past. You were going into the future. They may have missed yeah. those shows, though. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, my producers wrote up a bunch of uh, questions uh, for January 6th, and I decided beforehand... Um, you know, to have them just in case I wanted to go there. But 
I really wanted to focus on the future, and I was hoping that I would get a few extra minutes at the end that we could tag on um, on that, but didn't think it was even necessary. You know, the, the right and the left look at dis, uh, January 6th very differently. I don't like the way that Donald Trump handled de- January 6th, um, but uh, I don't think he plotted it. I don't think he planned it. I don't think he wanted, you know, people to be hung in the streets or anything like that. Um, that's just not who he is. Um, but, you know, they can harp on it all they want. I think America is much more interested in looking to who is going to lead us to the next level here. Yeah, I, I think that's what people are looking forward to. Now, look, I I think there's interesting things on 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 January 6th that we still need to learn. We were just talking to the congressman about what those things might be. What information don't we have? And and I think in a real world with a real civilized competent government, uh there could be a a real use for a committee of sorts to look into the events of, of January 6th to learn things that would actually help us prevent the next type uh, next riot that might happen in the future. Uh, you know, all my money would be on it's coming from the left. But whoever it's coming from, I would want to prevent it. And if we had an actual competent, honest government to look into these things, there could be value there. The problem is that that is not what we're looking at now. That's not what we're looking at at all. You know, there is no reason to look at the investigation of January 6th and come to the conclusion that it's anything other than politics. And I think it's been clear since the beginning that they, the left wants to turn January 6th into a date that we memorialize like we memorialize September 11th, that we can look at. Every year we can rehash these events and we can memorialize them and think about all the bad things that have happened and every person on the right who is at fault for it. And the people who are responsible for the bad things and the crimes that went on absolutely should be held accountable. You know, look, we're conservatives here. We're the ones that don't want bottles bashing off the side of police officers' heads. We're the ones that complain about that stuff. You look at the footage from January 6th and you can find a lot of examples of people doing things, particularly to police officers, that are completely unacceptable to any conservative I've ever spoken to in my entire life. Now, I cannot say the same for every liberal. I cannot say the same for people like Colin Kaepernick, who wear socks, uh, you know, calling police officers pigs. The left has been saying you can do all sorts of terrible things to police officers. I've never heard uh, anyone on the right say things like that. And I think that's why January 6th was so shocking. Some of that stuff did go on and it was completely unacceptable when it did. But you can overstate what happened on January uh, 6th just like you can understate it. And we have to make sure we get that balance correct. The Glenn Beck Program. So many years ago, our our COVID-positive friend, Glenn Beck, had an idea. He said, you know, I've watched what's going on with all of my real estate transactions, and I've realized I've had a lot of bad real estate agents. Either all real estate agents are really, really terrible at what they do, or I'm getting the wrong ones. 
But what do you do? How do you pick a real estate agent when you are going through the most important financial transaction you probably will in your entire life or you're buying or selling your home? Well, what we do now is maybe you go online, you're on Zillow or something, you see a name under the house that looks nice, you click on that name, but that's not a way to go pick a real estate agent. If you're going by a, a bus bench and you see somebody's face painted on there and it says, call me, I'm a realtor, that's not a great idea. You know someone who knows someone who knows someone who's in real estate? That's not the way to do it. You need to have a screening process for someone who's going to represent you in a really important financial transaction. And that's why Glenn recreated realestateagentsitrust.com. You can go there now and find the best real estate agent in your area, whether you're buying or selling a home. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Check it out. And check out the Donald Trump Glenn Beck interview. You can get it online now on demand. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. If you happen to think that there's a level of importance to having some mechanism to push back against the misinformation that we get from the mainstream media all the time, I hope you would consider becoming a subscriber to Blaze TV. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn is the place to go to get that subscription. You can save 10 bucks by using the promo code Glenn. You'll also get access to an interview that Glenn did with Donald Trump. This this interview happened right before the holidays at Mar-a-Lago, and it was not a, a January 6th themed interview, which is what the media is completely obsessed with. Uh, there were important things that happened on January 6th. We've talked at length about them, but there are other things to talk about. And in the middle of the Omicron wave that we are in right now, Glenn is currently caught up in that wave. Uh, he's sick at home with the COVID. Um, but like the other information we've had about Omicron, it does seem to be uh, considerably less terrible than his previous bout with COVID uh, that he had back at the end of 2020. Uh, the interview um, went into some of the stuff surrounding COVID, particularly Anthony Fauci, how to think about him, how to think about his time in the Trump administration and where we should go from here. Here's Glenn and uh, Trump talking about Anthony Fauci. I think when when this was coming out of China, it was perfectly reasonable to shut everything down yeah. because we didn't know. They were welding people into their homes in China. We had no idea and they weren't being open. And by us. the way, they welded them in and they never opened. Right. And that was the end of them. Fauci, I wanted to give I wanted to give everybody the benefit of the doubt in those early yeah, days. I understand. We have done a ton of research. I did one of the biggest chalkboards I think I've ever done. Right. Um, they were using federal government money to do um, uh, Wuhan. Yeah, in Wuhan. I stopped it. Right. I was the one that stopped well, it. You did, but I don't think Fauci uh, cared about that. Fauci's yeah. now claiming he's science. Did you ever? Did you ever, would he still be working for you today? No, not now, but, but he's a great promoter. He's not a great doctor, but he's a great promoter. <laughs> but you have to understand everything he wanted, I didn't do. As an example, he wanted to keep it open to China. He ultimately was wrong about that and admitted it and admitted that I saved tens of thousands of lives. He wanted to keep it open. I saw what was happening in Italy and France mm -hmm. and Spain. Mm -hmm. And I closed it to Europe very early. You know, in China, it was January I closed it. And in Europe, it was shortly thereafter. We saved 
thousands and thousands of lives. He wanted to do that. And then his big one of them all is the masks are useless. They don't mean anything. And then all of a sudden, he wants you to wear 10 masks. You know, wear as many as you can, put them right. all over, cover your right. ears, do everything. <laughs> so I didn't really do much of what he said. And he wasn't a big factor for me, in a sense, because of that. It's always important to cover your ears with your mask. Always remember that Anthony Fauci told you that. It's an important thing to remember as we go through this Omicron wave. Uh, now, of course, Joe Biden promised he was going to come in and not shut down the country, but shut down the virus. That have obviously has not occurred. Uh, a gigantic failing of what he promised before the election. However, I don't know if it's his biggest failure. Perhaps his biggest failure was Afghanistan. And Glenn talked to former President Trump about that as well. In 18 months, not one American soldier was killed. And I wanted to get out more than anybody. You know that. I got it down to 2,500 yeah. soldiers. We were going to take everything out. All the equipment was starting. And I said, I don't want to leave a nail, a screw, a bolt, a tank, a plane. Everything comes out. Even the tents that we used as the hangers, everything. They said, sir, it's cheaper to leave it. I said, we're taking everything. And we were going to keep Bagram. Very important. Because Bagram bombed the other five places. And I said, bomb them from air. Use it as practice. But we're keeping Bagram because it's right next to China, one hour away from where they make nuclear weapons. And to watch these people give up everything. And now China is occupying Bagram. I mean, an absolute, an absolute disgrace. Joe Biden has been on that. And I think people forget about it because there's a new one every single week. Uh, one of the other big stories of the past year has been the rise of conservatives in particular, but people from all across the political spectrum understanding what's going on with our education system. We obviously saw the big election results in Virginia that highlighted that perhaps uh, to a level that we hadn't seen in quite a long time when it comes to education. Uh, Glenn also asked about what we should be doing with education going forward with former President Trump. Is it time to get rid of the Department of Education and give the schools back to the states and to the parents? So I wanted to do that. We would have done that, or we would have done a very big form of it. You have people in Washington, D.C. that don't even care about the kids. They're bureaucrats, they're working in right. Washington, and they're telling people in Iowa, and they're telling people in Idaho, and in other places, faraway places, where every place is different. They're telling them exactly what they're going to study. You don't need that. There should be a little coordination, like sure. you have to learn English, <laughs> yeah. you have to have some basic math. But what they were doing was terrible. And then what happened is it started getting into the whole cancel culture thing and all of the different things that you've been reading about, which is totally true. What they were doing, it's totally They're true. You know, they tried, to, they tried to say yeah. with the Yunkin race, which was very mm -hmm. good, which we helped them a lot. Mm -hmm. It would have been a big, I'll tell you what, that would have been a terrible result yes. if we yes. didn't. But that was a good race. And people really saw what was happening with the schools. So I think it's a great thing to get, get the heck out of Washington. You know, some of these states do a great, a terrific job. They can't move because of the federal government. They can't do what they want to do. And look at where we stand internationally. We spend three times more for education per student than any other country in the world. And we're in 38th place. It's terrible. 
So you give it back to the states where the states and some of these states will do a fantastic job. Not all of them. Mm -hmm. You have some mm -hmm. that are badly run themselves. They're not going to mm -hmm. do so well. But you'll have states that are doing a phenomenal job. They'll be they'll be doing a job like Norway, like Sweden. I hate to say this, like China. Mm. So we here are here on January 6th and uh, we all know that the January 6th uh, media sort of tale here is about how you know republicans and trump supporters believe the election was stolen and they ransacked the the capital that is just the new the new theft of the election narrative that we're getting uh, from, from from the media the old one was that the election really was stolen but that election was 2016 as we know of course the Trump administration and the incoming uh, Trump campaign worked closely with Vladimir Putin to arrange the election in 2016 so that our hero, Hillary Clinton, would be denied to be the first female president of the United States. Uh, that was at least what we were told for multiple years. Now, I guess that's in the background. But Trump was asked by Glenn about Russia, about Putin. And what is the really important thing we should be thinking about when we're talking about, you know, a global situation that does seem to be on the brink of all sorts of trouble. Here is uh, Glenn talking to President Trump about Vladimir Putin. The, one of the first things that Joe Biden did was to stop the Keystone uh, pipeline yeah. and then say to Russia, you can build your yeah. pipeline. Yeah. That's something that Reagan Forever, we've been saying, don't do that. Poland begged him. Ukraine begged him, don't do that. You had... I stopped it. You had stopped it. It was done. Correct. If, if you would have done that, people would have said, see, uh, there, he's in he's bed. He's friends with Putin. Friends he with loves Putin. Putin. You know, it's like crazy. I watched, this is being taped in, uh, what is it, November or December, um, and it would be airing in January. But I think it was this week, I watched Putin look at Joe Biden. I didn't see respect or fear uh, from him, a fear of the United States or respect for the United States. True. Um, it, it, do, you know Putin. You know how he thinks. You know how to deal with him. Is he going to move into Ukraine, do you think? Well, it's looking like that. Uh, you know, when Biden told him about what well, he was talking about sanctions when Biden says sanctions Putin's saying sanctions if they're only going to sanction then there's no sanction that's going to stop me from taking over a country and by the way it's a massive piece of land right. in an unbelievable location right you know that but he didn't say there could be very serious consequence a sanction is not a serious consequence no matter how strong it is not when it comes to taking over a country Correct. And there was no fear. One of the things that has been interesting about the reaction to this interview uh, from Blaze TV subscribers and people who have uh, listened to the interview in, in its entirety is that it was able to bring them back to optimism a little bit. I think the last year, I mean, certainly the last couple of years have been really tough on so many people. And especially for conservatives going into a Biden administration where it seems we are just in a nonstop catastrophe. Every single issue this guy puts his fingers on uh, turns to garbage. And it's hard for the American people to look at that and have any hope for the future. 
Glenn asked him about this a little bit, and it kind of starts talking about how we're going to deal with energy. But I think the hope of the future is really the overarching, uh, I don't know, the unifying theory of this particular interview. You can get the entire thing at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Here's Glenn Beck with President Trump. Are we going to be in three years in trouble if our banks are putting the small gas oil fracking coal people out and fundamentally changing the structure for green energy. Yeah. Can we recover from that no, quickly? No, because the green energy is not strong enough to fire up those plants and to I'm do saying, all of though, this. Let, I'm saying though, let's just pretend <laughs> that you're gonna be president okay. in, in three years. Can we turn this around and get on track? Quickly. Quickly. We can. Yeah, we can. I mean, we have to have optimism, and this is more than optimism. This is fact. We were energy independent 11 months ago, totally energy independent. And now we're going to OPEC to beg them for oil. I know. We're going to OPEC, Saudi Arabia, Russia. We're going to Russia. We're making Russia so rich. You know, when I ended the pipeline in Russia, everyone said, oh, I'm so nice to Russia. I got along great with Putin and with President Xi and with all of them, but there was never anybody tough like I was mm -hmm. on that. And with the tariffs on China, we took in billions and billions of dollars and frankly brought a lot of businesses back home because it no longer made sense for them to do things in China. But when they did the pipeline and look at Russia, their primary thing is oil mm -hmm. and the cost. What we're doing is we're making them rich. <laughs> Interesting that uh, Donald Trump did not seem to have a problem entertaining the idea that he might be president in three years. <laughs> Didn't push back on that one at all. Uh, the entire interview, it's about an hour. It's available at blazetv.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Uh, and you can kind of take the entire thing in. And really, they go over pretty much every single issue dealing with the future looking forward the you know rolling stone today as i mentioned is all upset that glenn didn't ask him about january 6th well i mean uh, what, what are we getting out of that what's the point of that uh, the point is not to look back and rehash every single argument from last year or five years ago or 10 years ago the much more important thing is to look forward and and see where this country can go in the future whether that's uh, under a president trump or uh, somebody else we have to have some level of optimism that we can turn around all the things that President Biden and everybody he's associated with is doing to our country today. It's all available. BlazeTV.com slash Glenn. Promo code is Glenn. Well, we made it to 2022. That means you've got a chance to make it your best year yet. Optimism. We were just talking about it. You can start with GenuCell by Chamonix, which will allow you to look 5, 10, 15 years younger and if you want to take part of this, it's the GenuCell's New Year's clearance event. You can take 60% off their hand-picked most popular package. This is uh, the best in skincare that you can possibly get. You can see yourself uh, with less wrinkles, a fewer sagging jawline. Uh, we can talk about uh, under-eyed bags that are just disappearing. And you might think to yourself, those are big promises, and I don't believe them. And I can understand that because, you know, this is what happens in commercials. People make crazy claims. Well, Chamonix just says, look, hold us to it. 
We promise results that are going to make you happy with what you've purchased, uh, guaranteed, or you get 100% of your money back. So there's nothing to risk here. And right now, you can get GenuCell's top-selling rare mineral spa package absolutely free at checkout. Enjoy a luxury spa treatment with world-class cleanser, a toner, microdermabrasion scrub, right in the comfort of your own home. Go to GenuCell.com and enter the promo code BEC35 at checkout. You're going to save a bunch of money. Every order placed is automatically upgraded to free priority shipping. Don't wait. Go to GenuCell.com. It's G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com. The Glenn Back Program. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is the phone number. Um, it is January six. There's no need to downplay what was wrong with that date, and there was a lot wrong. One hundred and forty officers were injured or assaulted on that day. But as we look at this, and we look at the grand scheme of things, it's impossible to take seriously that the left cares about that. They never care about police officers being assaulted. This is just not in their DNA. In the George Floyd riots. 2,037 police officers were assaulted or injured. 2,037 in the George Floyd riots, 140 in the Capitol riots. It does not mean we downplay what happened at the Capitol. That was bad. But we should also not downplay, minimize, memory hole what happened during the George Floyd riots. Both were terrible. Uh, there were 710 arrests at the Capitol. However, there was 16,241 arrests when it comes around the George Floyd uh, riots. Almost all of those people were had their charges dropped. Not the case with the Capitol riots. The damages, of course, about uh, $1.5 million at the Capitol and about $2 billion when it comes to the George Floyd riots. Both events were bad. Both events were problematic. They had different impacts and different symbolism attached to them, but both should be rejected. This sort of activity is always wrong, and we know that. I don't know that the left does, though. This is the Glenn Beck Program.